powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Cup Final after a wild Game 4. I'm Peter Klein. He's Andrew Berkshire. He's Audie James. Uh, and this is going to be a whole lot of fun breaking it all down. Before we get to our expert analysis, I do have to let you know that you can get in on Stanley Cup Finals action. Lightning versus Avalanche at Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Bet before the game starts, live in play, or one of our many prop bets. Doing it right since 1997, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 years and older, please play responsibly. Uh, we may not have many more of those to read as the Colorado Avalanche take a stranglehold on the Stanley Cup final 3-1 series lead. Um, Andrew, this one will go down as one of the like Patrick Kane style Oh, damn, it's in the net. Uh, not uh, Maybe not the, the overtime winner that Nazem Kadri would dream of, but he'll certainly take it on this night. I mean, first game back, right? It's. Uh, I feel like I'm on my first game back. I know I've been <laughs> telling, the, I told you guys that I've been suffering the last five days. My voice is still a little bit scratchy, but I can talk now. The last show that I did, was it, I was suffering to get through with my buddy Mark, and uh, this one, it feels good. I called Nazem Kadri scoring tonight, so I'm very happy about that. I, I said it'd be a great story, too, if he scored the winner. But, man, how high on life is Nazem Kadri right now? Oh, unreal, right? Like, just, like, to, to battle back, even just to, to be out there skating and participating in such a big game would have to just get you, like, on cloud nine, Audi. But to be able to, to cap it off with that winner. And as soon as it was David Amber on the, uh, the panel who made the prediction, as soon as he made that, I was like, Oh, well, that's how this game is ending. Of course it is. Um, and it just, the, the storybook is complete with Kadri finishing it off tonight. Oh, absolutely. It almost seemed like he, he saved his best shift of the game for the last shift of the game as, you know, I, I don't think he was spectacular. And I guess that's to be expected. I mean, he was, he's coming back from surgery. When was that? June 6th. I think they said he had surgery. So yeah. uh, pretty t- tight turnaround for something, you know, as important as your hand in the game of hockey. Um <laughs> for a guy who likes to shoot the puck, but yeah, I, uh, what a, you know, storybook finish to that game. And I texted the group chat. I'm like, was that in? Like, should I go get ready? Or are we coming back? Like, uh, right. I, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know where I thought it was under Vasilevsky. I just didn't see uh, what happened, but hell of a shot. And what a way to finish it. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped for him. I know mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, you know, Eastern Canada SDPN people will be happy for him as well. Um, but yeah, just I'm over the moon for him and I can only imagine what he's, uh, what he's feeling in this post game. Oh yeah. It has to be, I, I can't even begin to imagine. I mean, I can't imagine playing a Stanley cup final. Yeah. I can't imagine playing beer league with a broken thumb. So, uh, to, to be out there in that situation and with him doing that. And like you said, Audie, I, I didn't think he was spectacular, but I, I thought he was like good enough for the, the role that he needed. This was definitely a game, Andrew, and definitely correct me if, uh, if you think I'm wrong, this was one where like, we talk about depth guys a lot. I thought the stars were shining bright in this game. Like Vasilevsky was incredible. Um, oh. Yeah. McKinnon was great. Stamkos is blocking everything. Kutrov had a hand in everything. Hedman apparently went Michael Jordan and took that Norris Trophy vote personally because he was great. McCarr was great. Like it just, it felt like this was a night aside from the Kadri goal where this was about the stars showing up here. No, I agree with you. I, it was a great night for so many players. And I'm glad that you brought up Stamkos because he was a guy, he really, as the captain of the Lightning, exemplified why they are the team that they are, right? 
in a, it's not a do or die game, but it's a it's a incredibly important game, and he's out there every shift, seemingly putting his body on the line. And I've never seen a team that looks so exhausted continue to put every possible bit of effort that they can to scrape out a chance to win a game like this mm-hmm. Lightning team does. It, that that competitive personality, that identity that they have. It, aside from all of the skill is a huge part from why they're so successful and continue to be able to do this three years into, you know, compressed seasons, pandemic playoffs, you know, no off season basically for these guys for the last two years. It's incredible that they're here at all. The fact that they're actually keeping pace with the avalanche, like that first period, I thought the avalanche actually played really, really well, mm-hmm. but everything they did the lightning had a match for it defensively and the avalanche could not get through at all yeah like i think they finished with four shots in the first period and yeah, it felt four, like they should know. have had 20 yeah it felt like they were playing against eight guys out there like it yes just, it felt like once they got into the zone it was one of those like uh where, where they kind of do play around with the video editing and they just like okay well now this guy's gonna go here here and here and they just put like 80 guys out there that's kind of what it felt like they were doing Audie. and at one point like i i'm not the biggest shot blocking guy there was um andrew i don't know how much of this made it out east but there was a great chris russell debate out here for many years with one half being yeah shot blocking is excellent and then people who know matt and those types of things are like, oh, it's stupid. And I, I tend to be more on the, the, oh, it's stupid side. But at some point you had to just let that go and think, okay, this is this is really damn impressive what, what Tampa Bay is doing. And oh, yeah. like you said, like the, like heart, warrior, all those things that people like to bring up this time of year. Uh, Audie, that was shining through with bells on for Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Everybody likes to, and, and rightfully so, give Vasilevsky the credit. He stood on his head mm-hmm. tonight. But in the first, I think like 35 minutes of this game, you know, nothing was getting through. Like it was, it was a pretty easy night, you know, aside from any, uh, uh, there were a couple of pretty good chances, but every, like they were blocking everything. They were keeping everything to the outside. The, the, I can't remember the exact time of uh, offensive zone possession, possession time. I think it was, they showed a graphic, but it was in the latter part of the first period and the abs were dominating them, but on the, on the shot clock, it was like, 16 to three or something. So it was, uh, it was yeah. pretty indicative of just how well that uh, the lightning, like Andrew mentioned, just kind of put everything into it and, and we'll do whatever they can to scrape out a win. And, you know, thinking about this is the team that's played the most hockey out of any team in the past three seasons, just to see, you know, fatigue may be creeping in, but they're still putting everything on the line to try to scrape these wins out. And it's, it's damn impressive. We haven't seen something like this in a long time. This is like a team of, you guys remember the movie goon? Oh, like yeah. The penultimate scene that uh, Doug Glatt blocks a, a shot with his teeth. <laughs> I feel like every player on the Lightning would do that. Yeah, I feel like they did do that. Yeah, like, damn close. Like, <laughs> yeah I, there, there was a lot of life imitating art in this one. Um, like, and th- there was a couple of them. There was one. Eric Johnson had a look and Stamkos dove and blocked it. I was like, I understand. Like you, you're just, you're diving in front of everything you can. You have the best goalie in the world behind you. There's a couple, I I'm going to take my chances with Vasilevsky on Eric Johnson. There's a couple you can maybe let go by. Definitely true. I mean, shot blocking <laughs> overall is not the most effective strategy, but it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like the momentum of everybody being that committed yeah. is is what drives it more than like the individual shot blocks right i feel like there are good shot blocks and bad shot blocks as well and like there are also times where 
blocking a non-dangerous shot creates a more dangerous rebound, mm-hmm. which is, is something that like has been studied but needs more study like to be conclusive that I think shot blocking is overall not a great idea, but yeah. uh, I, I do love just the commitment to being destroyed bodily to yeah. eke out one extra goal here or there to, to come back over the course of the series. But I do have to say, I am sorry to the Tampa Bay Lightning fans because it's over because mm-hmm. the next game is on June 26th, which I was, I was born out in Western Canada, Saskatchewan, moved to Alberta when I was 11. But I came out to Quebec when I was 18. And for those of you in Western Canada who don't know, June 26th is Jean-Baptiste Day in Quebec. And Arturi Lekkinen, very famously, (laughs) sent the Montreal Canadiens to the Stanley Cup final last year in overtime in game six. You know, it... Yeah, it's lining up. Yeah, it lines up. (laughs) He's already sent uh, Colorado to the Stanley Cup final in the conference final in overtime. He's going to do it again. The magic is there. Arturi Lekkinen is going to win the Stanley Cup. It's the same situation as what happened with Lars Eller when the Canadians traded him away and he was never appreciated. Arturi Lekkinen, not appreciated enough in Montreal. Lars Eller scores the Stanley Cup winning goal. Arturi Lekkinen will score the Stanley Cup winning goal on Jean-Baptiste Day. And I hope that Montrealers celebrate with them because uh, I I I have nothing but respect and admiration for Arturi Lekkinen. He's going to do it. This is my call. And if I'm wrong, you can make fun of me. I don't care. It, it is interesting how it's like the, the going into this overtime because I picked Lekkinen for my overtime winner because why the hell wouldn't I? Um, but it was like two different narratives like fighting each other. Um, Adi, I saw you tweeted about um, the, the Kenobi finale. It's like two <laughs> lightsabers like going like fighting against each other. It's the underappreciated leaf of Nazem Kadri, the underappreciated half of Lekkinen. Which narrative was going to win out to win this? Well, game? you could also you could almost even throw in Nachushkin too with <laughs> yes. kind of like and Just that's appreciated NHL player. I picked Nachushkin to get you know a guy who didn't have a great start of his career in Dallas and, and ends up going to play in the KHL. Then all of a sudden comes back and, you know, he's making a star out of himself in the Stanley cup playoffs. So um, yeah, it could have been, you could have gone three ways and it yes. would have been just as damn impressive. Cause he had a hell of an overtime too. Mm-hmm. My God. It seemed like every time he had the puck, he was either creating a chance or he was trucking through three yeah. uh, Tampa Bay lightning to, to force his way to the net. It was incredible. It felt like, like he playoffs. didn't take a shift off. Yeah, he's yeah, it's, it's, he's been like that. He's been he's been a truck. Yeah, just an absolute force. It's uh, it's been fun to watch. Did you guys see the quote that came out? I think it was like uh, it might have been a Russo article on the Athletic, and it was interviewing an, a nameless NHL coach talking about how when Nakushkin was in Dallas, <laughs> when he wasn't scoring, he just sucked. And it's yeah. like based on everything that we have, like data and analytics, it's like that's very much not true. <laughs> it's like. All these coaches, like you'd think you would know when to shut up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're all like 70-year-old geezers that just don't care about it. Anyway, we, it's a completely different man. Different I like I, I'm not gonna take much on this, but we we did a segment uh, at my last job about like what what players can't you quit? And this was during the no goals, no penalty minutes, no nothing. Like just to quote Sam Mitchell, zero, 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 zero uh, for, for Nachushkin. And I was like, yeah, I just, I can't quit this guy. And they spent the next 20 minutes ripping me apart for not being able to quit. And maybe it took a couple different countries, but we finally got there. Uh, with with Nichushkin, uh, I, I do want to get to the chat because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, good, good ones one. <laughs> in there. Um, but just quickly, like we we jokingly said um, that this is over. 
it, it has a bit of an overish feel to it now, though, doesn't it, guys? Yeah, I, I look coming into this game, game four, it was either it was going to be the difference of for Tampa's sake, either making this a best of three or win or go home. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they wanted to uh, to take the uh, the first option there. But, yeah, it was a, it was a hard fought game. And, and I just don't think that going back to ball arena and seeing how well they played the first two games uh, at home. I just don't see this one, you know, going any other way for Tampa other than it, you know, resulting in uh, a four-one series loss and 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 Colorado hoisting the cup at home. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I have to say I made a mistake. I was saying June twenty-sixth. That's just I had that in my head because I'm hosting this game six. I'm not. Uh, it's Harnish and Armand. For, I was gonna say it's Friday, five. right? Yeah. So June twenty-fourth yeah. is Jean Baptiste, not June twenty-sixth. My bad. I apologize. But, you know, I'm, I'm bringing the Montreal vibes from last year's finals. I've got Jeff Petrie's eyes bringing Arturi Lekkonen's <laughs> yeah. vibes. You know, Ar- Arturi Lekkonen's revenge on the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's uh, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, I think it's going to be over in five. I, I wish it would be a slightly longer series just because I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're two just amazing teams. Like The entire time I'm watching this, all, all I can think of, I'm not even doing good analysis. I'm just like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. these two teams are awesome. Oh yeah. That they're like that that's basically it. It's like, oh, that was great. Oh, that was great. All of my notes are basically all of that. Um Adi, I was saying this with Andrew um and Julian on the game 1, which by the way, I've been blessed. I've got the two best games of the series on this thing so right? far. That's been Yeah, amazing. you have. <laughs> um but I I was saying like this is Maybe I'm being hyperbolic, but this is setting a new standard for the sport. Like, I I just feel like if you look at every other team and the the, the team that you and I cover on Game Over Calgary, boy, they got a long way to go. But so does everyone else. Like, I just I'm watching the series and it's just like, man, these two teams, I feel like are so far ahead of basically everyone else in the National Hockey League. And this is the new way you're going to have to play if you're going to be successful in this league. No one else is at this level. It's just, no. it's just a fact. Uh, Leaf fans will say that they're at, they're at that level for taking Tampa to seven. Um, we're not even going to go there. We're not even going to go there. I already know that it's going to. Someone in the chat will scroll through, and, and just because of that, someone will say it. But um, you look at the West. Like who else is at? And like nobody else is as good right. as obviously Colorado right now. But like nobody else is at that level. And and like you said, it's, it's setting the new standard. That's the way you're going to have to win championships and the way you're going to have to go on a deep playoff run is, uh, is kind of, you know, it goes, it comes down to uh, the way you construct the team and, and mm-hmm. pretty much how you deploy it. So uh, lots of notes probably being taken across the league uh, in terms of executives and all that stuff, uh, yeah. because this is the way you, you, you build championships and uh, our build championship teams. So yeah, the standard has been set. Uh, you guys, you guys are very optimistic because what is actually being said around executive offices right now is we need to find the next Darren Helm. <laughs> yes. Nick <laughs> Medicine Paul Hat Tigers legend. Yeah. It's Nick Paul is who's made the Tampa Bay Lightning get back to the cup final again. Yeah. I mean, not actually incorrect because he's the one who <laughs> defeated the Leafs in the first round. But mm-hmm. like the way that executives think in this league, I think, is not as highly as we think, you know? Yeah, you hear like Ken Holland after the Oilers get eliminated. And you'd think that with McDavid having a career year, having a playoffs that we haven't seen since like Mario Lemieux's prime, that you'd be a little bit disappointed that you got swept. Right. And you're like, yeah, this is good that we got to the third round, but this team should be a cup contender every single year. And we have to instead rely on 40 year old Mike Smith. And they're like, no, we're happy. 
except for Puglia Yarvi. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. what? Like this, like this is the kind of brain that we're dealing with for most of the teams around. So I think we'll see a lot more teams being like the only way to beat the Colorado Avalanche is to beat them up and yeah. like trying to figure out ways to stop these teams from being so skilled. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. How'd that work for Calgary? Yeah. yeah. That so well. How'd that work for Calgary? <laughs> yeah. I, I was saying in, in game one, like, could you imagine like watching this and going, Oh man, I can't wait to pay Eric Goodbranson like that. That just it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem to met, but there's going to be someone like, Oh Yeah. Tampa Bay was having all their success when they were blocking all those shots. Like Chris Russell made an extra $750,000 on this game. Um, Audie, I've seen you chuckle a couple of times. I know I'm hilarious, but I'm assuming there's a a few good things in the chat as well. There's some good ones. Yeah. Um, Just to bring it back to Leafland again, uh, someone saying Taylor Sims saying Kadri is going to win a cup before the Leafs win a playoff series, (laughs) which I've never really thought of. But yeah, I mean, Kadri, Bozak, Castle, like there's a, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I have a, it's funny you say that. I have a tweet. (laughs) I have a tweet in my drafts about uh, (laughs) Kessel, Bozak, Kadri. There was someone else. Oh, geez. Anyway, uh, all winning. How many of the Randy Carlisle Leafs will get Stanley Cup rings before the Dubas Leafs? Yeah. (laughs) Carlisle's just there. Like I was right. I, yeah, uh, like I told I, you, the right guys. Robert, yeah. please clip this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to tell Steve about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, honestly, majority of them is just Kadri for Kerfoot and Barry, Kadri uh, and Rosen uh, for Kerfoot and Barry. <laughs> Dubas should trade for Kadri. It's just a lot of Kadri talk. That's why I've been laughing uh, uh, so much here. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of people saying exciting finish and comeback by Kadri. Um yeah, it's a lot of just Kadri praise. And and one, uh, Darren Helm is the greatest of all time. <laughs> well, I'm going to agree to disagree on the Darren Helm thing. I will say, though, as much as Kadri didn't look like himself, and I'm guessing, you know, I haven't really checked usage or anything, but I'm guessing that he was used pretty carefully by the Avalanche, even though it was a road game. He actually led the entire Avalanche team in expected goals for percentage. Wow. Yeah. 77.4% while he was on the ice. Huh. Yeah. Incredible. And the goal he scored wasn't even expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but like he was incredible tonight. He like mm-hmm. uh, massive respect for him to come back oh. and, and throw it an effort like that. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. And I don't want to again, all, all due respect to the label that pays, but I just can't imagine thinking that he is part of a problem um, with an organized. Not that people thought he was super problematic when, when Toronto traded him, but it's just, he just screams type of player that you win with. And we're coming up on, on a free agency and this dude is going to get paid. Yep. Oh, he is going to make so much money coming off of the, him and Nichushkin. Like we're, we're talking a couple of commas coming off of, um, coming off of this one. hundred percent. And for Kadri, I'm glad for him. I hope like it's a perfect situation for him because he's coming off of a ridiculously underpaying contract. He's having the best year of his career. He's most likely going to win the Stanley Cup. And then he can leave and go wherever in the league he wants because he's got his Stanley Cup and make the most possible money. That's the that's the best year of his life. Yeah. 
go go sign your three at nine in Detroit. Go for it. Like just ha- have have yourself a time. Um, but one thing I do like well, while um, may- maybe the numbers su- suggest a little bit more than, than what our eyes were telling us, Audie. One thing that I think Kadri with Colorado allowed them to do in this game, and it, it's something I, I've chatted with uh, a former colleague of mine, Peter Labardius, about. It, it allowed the Avalanche to slot better. You know, like just w- with Kadri in the lineup, the, the rest of their lineup sheet just looks how it's supposed to. I know that's not the most analytical way of saying things, but it's just like with Kadri there, then all of a sudden like Lekkonen's in a spot where Lekkonen should be in and Comfer's in a spot where Comfer should be in. Like on down the line, everyone is kind of where they're supposed to be. It just allow Kadri, whether he's effective or not, um, allows this team to, to really set in the way I think they're supposed to. It's the Thanos lineup, man. Balanced the way everything should <laughs> yeah. be, right? Um, but, but that said too, I don't really think that like, I don't think anybody looked too far out of place when he wasn't in the lineup. Maybe that was mm-hmm. just me. Um, but that's, you know, good teams find a way to win when players are out of the lineup, like a guy is as significant as Kadri's been. But yeah, you're right. When he's in the obviously you want a guy like that in the lineup more than you want him uh, out of the lineup. But but like you mentioned, it's it just, you're right. Everything just seemed to fit. And, and it was more so, I think, balance across uh, all the lines. And, and they were able to deploy a much more complete roster i think you could say mm-hmm. complete and balanced are the two words i would use yeah it's like the peter principle right where you get promoted beyond your capabilities uh it's good to have a next man up mentality but when you have the guy who's supposed to be there back mm-hmm. everybody's situated into the right role everything's a little bit easier matchups are better makes everything better it's the same as like having point back with the lightning right yeah yeah he's mm-hmm. not 100 percent, but when he's in the lineup everybody gets to play in the proper spot and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Braden Point plays the next game. I, I think that there's, uh, I don't know how injured he is, probably well, extremely injured to be missing these it, games, but right? they're like, going to shoot him up with everything they have and just be like, go yeah. out there, buddy. But is it more of a risk, like, to his career? Having maybe? him in, well, to his career, yeah, but I mean, even if he's as severely injured as, you know, everybody's seeming to make him out to be. Yeah, is it a detriment know. to have a guy like that in the lineup? Like, do you just at this roll point, it back like, with, what, what, what other, I guess what I'll say, if, like, yeah, like, you're like, right. Yeah. You really don't have anything else to lose at this point. It's, it's do or die. So, yeah, I, I don't want to be glib with a, a guy's career or anything like that, but it's yeah. like, Hey, you have the whole off season and be like, if he does get hurt extra or whatever, it's not like they haven't gone through a full regular season without one of their star players before. <laughs> uh, like it's kind of, they, they kind of wrote the playbook on that. And, and so I, I just think at this point, like I, unless it is like a really you can't go, um, I, I I would be surprised if we don't see point at some point, um, even in just like a Zdeno Chara. He's just sitting on the bench the whole time type of a role that they just they need something um, because as, as as much as we're talking about how the series feels over, they, they can't feel that way, although. Coming off a loss like this, it would be tough to not feel that way. Like Vasilevsky was incredible. They were blocking everything. Everyone hurts. Everyone is sore. I thought that like they were one of the like they, they were the better team for some pretty good stretches in this. Colorado does start to take over, but man, like that that this has to be such a demoralizing loss. Yeah, I mean yeah. to have Vasilevsky play that well and and not win it for him, it's got to be tough. And with how well the Lightning started off in this game, yeah the fact that Colorado never had a lead, right? Yeah. That's, it's a tough one to swallow. I'm sure for Tampa. And, you know, there was a comment in the chat saying that, uh, John Cooper sounded like tired and defeated in the post game presser. I mean, how could he not be tired? How could everyone on that team not be tired? I think that's what makes them so impressive is that they're still putting out these efforts when they should Mm. be 
exhausted beyond reason. I do want to give like Darcy Kemper a little yes. props because oh, yeah. I've been on him most of these playoffs. I think he's been pretty much garbage, uh, including this series where coming into this game, he had a high danger save percentage below 50%. But uh, he was good tonight. He had the one goal from Hedman that I think he should have stopped. But other than that, he was really solid. Made big saves at crucial times. Yeah, he was excellent. I'm happy you brought that up because after that Hedman goal, I I think a lot of broadcasters around the world were getting their Franco's pronunciations ready because it it felt like one more of those and Colorado is going to have to make a switch. But no, he he buckled down and he was he was great. Like he was. I don't want to say matching Vasilevsky save for save because Vasilevsky was otherworldly in this game, but he, he was everything that that Colorado needed him to be in this game. And now any talk of a goalie controversy, I, I think is is pretty well done now uh, unless something crazy happens here in the, the next few games. But no, I like looking at this now from a Tampa Bay perspective, I don't, aside from point flies to Germany, gets some weird Kobe Bryant thing and comes back. I don't know what Tampa Bay is able to do. Adi, do you see an adjustment or anything that that can be done to to get Tampa Bay back in this series? I don't know, because I I don't think they played terrible tonight without point in the lineup. Uh, They were getting shots through. They were maybe not as dominant possession wise. I don't I don't I don't know from the eye test. It just didn't seem like that. I didn't see any numbers or any advanced stats or analytics or anything about that uh, kind of just hopped right on here. But um, from the eye test, it sure seemed like, uh, you know, they were being outplayed in, in, uh, in the offensive zone for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what you, ch- like, what, what, what do you change? What can you change? Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not bringing in Brian Elliott for, uh, for <laughs> Vasilevsky. Uh, this guy's just trying to coast, <laughs> get a cup late in his career. But um no, I don't really know. I, I don't. I don't think there's much you can do if if Point uh, isn't in the lineup. Funny, just quickly on Point, there's a a comment here. The game is in Denver. You don't really need to shoot up in Denver. Point will just take a very deep inhale, uh, which <laughs> which I thought was a, was a good comment. But yeah, I, I mean, if he's not in the lineup, I think you just run it back the same way um, yeah. you did and make some minor adjustments. If if that's even really what you need to do, I, I don't know. The yeah. thing that's crazy to me, Andrew, and it just like it, it, um, Audi referenced Thanos earlier and the Colorado kind of feels inevitable at this point. Yeah. And the thing that's so wild is that Tampa Bay has taken away what I thought Colorado's best strength was. And that was kind of that that quick up and down the ice transition game. There's none of that for Colorado. If they're getting any kind of rush, they're being forced to, to kind of curl up at the half wall and, and reset things. They're getting none of that. And they're still winning. Like the best thing that... That's the thing that they're best at, and they still are winning. It's it is crazy what Colorado has been able to do. I know this all sounds like a victory lap, but it kind of feels like that at this point. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, man, this series. It's I, I love it, and <laughs> I'm just getting like lost in thinking about things and I know, right? how great it is. I'm re- I'm reading the stream chat as well, and they're talking like apparently John Cooper said that Connor's yeah. goal shouldn't have counted, and there's offside. Like, yeah, there was controversy that it was offside, but like uh, K challenge it john yeah yeah <laughs> and this is something that i talked about during the game i doubt it was offside or it was close enough that he wasn't confident to challenge it my guess is this is something that the lightning do very well is that he's working the refs for the next game and the rest of the series mm-hmm. oh and yeah that's something that the lightning did 
all game tonight. Oh, yeah. Every whistle, Hedman was in their ear. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, and Stamkos it's something that too, the Lightning, yeah. yeah, Stamkos all the time. All over it. I've never seen a team work the refs as hard as the Lightning do since like the early 2000s Red Wings when it was like Lidstrom, Iserman, Shanahan, all these vets, Maltby, Draper, and they just always in the ears, always in the ears. And that carried through into like the Datsuk, Zetterberg, uh, mm-hmm. Red Wings in the late 2000s as well. It works for them, and I feel like when you're back-to-back Stanley Cup champs, you get that respect from the refs. So we'll see maybe if they uh, earn something out of that next game, but I I really hate it. I really hate that kind of gamesmanship. Man, and also, like, I I don't know if the officials had a great night in in this one, Um, especially at the end. Like, I, I get the whole, oh, they're just letting them play. Rules are a part of playing, though, you know, like it, you, you can't just go out there with a trident and be like, oh, well, they're just letting the boys play. It's like, no, at some point there's rules here. This isn't the purge. Like you, you 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 do have to at least have some form of law and order out there, for lack of a better term. I, I thought the refs had a, a pretty brutal night. So maybe maybe they are trying to get a call. They need to avoid taking any because um, that Colorado power play is like illegal in some countries. It's so good. <laughs> they, they were it's again like inevitable just feels like the word of the day mckinnon's winding up for a blast and then if that doesn't score you have rantanen and landis cog and Lankinen down low and then oh by the way kale mccarr who just won the norris trophy and is probably going to win like eight more of them in his lifetime this team is stupid good the fact that they haven't been to this point until now is just so mind-boggling and like i i think Everything we've said about Tampa Bay, we gushed about them after game one. We've been talking about the heart and the soul. And also this team is really freaking talented too. And they just got nothing for Colorado. Like it's, it is just unbelievable guys, how good this Colorado team looks compared to the second best team in the national hockey league. Yeah. And, and one of, you know, one of the things that I think of immediately when you say that is I can't remember the exact quote that Kale McCarr said before this final series started something along the lines of they're trying to build a dynasty and we're trying to uh, start a legacy or something, something along those lines, but it was like super mature for, uh, for, for him, first of all, what a great quote. Um, mm-hmm. But it almost feels like, like a, I don't know, maybe I'm just being dramatic cause I'm dramatic as hell, but it feels like a passing of the torch almost like it's almost like this is now like Colorado is going to be the next, you know, the next tap and they're going to go on and they're going to make all these cup final appearances and they're going to win these Stanley. It, it just, it just kind of feels yeah. like that to me. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm Italian. I'm dramatic as hell. So uh, <laughs> this should come as no surprise there, but um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Like, is it, do you, do you get that kind mm-hmm. of feeling too? Like, tell me I'm not crazy is what I'm trying to get you to say. I don't <laughs> think Tampa Bay's competitive window is over, but I do no. think they would be much better off if they had lost in the first round this year and come back next year. Mm, I think they really need some time off to heal a little bit. Like you look at the last couple of years, how many big time injuries they've had to deal with on these cup runs, like how long Braden points been out this year. How many, how many games point and Kucherov missed during the regular season. They need to heal up. I will say also Corey Perry losing in five games in the Seneca final again. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's funny. But yeah, I, do, I can't do wait for that. Can't for, wait for the inevitable signing in Colorado like, in, uh, in July. <laughs> I I love. Well, he's he signed a two year contract in Tampa, right? That's, oh, did he? Oh, yeah, that's part of why he signed there. But uh, as much as I I love the Corey Perry jokes on on hockey Twitter, I always have, and like the oh he eats garbage, whatever, and all that. 
I gained so much respect for him watching him up close last year and, and how hard he plays and how intelligent he is out on the ice. And like in the playoff run last year, there was a goal, I think against the Winnipeg Jets, where he set up Eric Stahl and he set him up basically by skating face first into Logan Stanley's elbow. Like <laughs> Stanley just dropped on him like the like a freaking professional wrestler off the top rope. Like Randy Savage elbow drop in his face like broke his nose and in doing that he like slid the puck across the crease to a wide open Eric Stahl and scored a goal and it was it was amazing. It's like that's Corey Perry in a nutshell that he's yeah. not only intelligent enough to see that play but willing to kill himself for it for his team. So I have a ton of respect for Corey Perry. So as much as it's funny I would be a little bit sad for him to watch yeah. him lose. I would feel for him year too. in a row. Yeah, it I takes a lot for me to feel bad for Corey Perry, I, but we're we're getting there. I was gonna say in in this market specifically, it's yeah. uh, it, there. You'll find zero people in this uh, in this city feeling bad. But yeah. from a pure hockey standpoint, yes, I would feel bad for him. Who I won't feel bad for is Patrick Maroon, who would be coasting to yet a fourth <laughs> consecutive Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's what was it? Another... Elliot on um, Pat McAfee or Maroon would have as many cups as Wayne Gretzky if he uh, if he won this one. Like that would be there's just some weird balance. <laughs> Those two names should been... never, ever be in the same sentence. Right. Unless the word not is thrown in there somewhere right. that those two shouldn't be compared in any way. But yeah, like uh, I mean, we, we've discussed the key tonight for Corey Perry. He just needs to sign with the Leafs and then go somewhere else um, and he'll he'll win a Stanley <laughs> Cup that way. Boy, that seemed unnecessary. But I mean. To, to look at, not to turn this into the Corey Perry hour, but just like to see the value of him. We talk all the time about all of the talent that Tampa Bay has. Dude's on power play unit numero uno. And like all of that talent. And he's out there. He's that dude. Um, it, it's, it, it's been great to see. And as much as like we knock on Maroon, I think that fourth line has been pretty good. And that's another thing I keep coming back to in this series is like the depth guys for, for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Kalorn hasn't scored since I was like 20, but uh, aside from that, like their depth guys have been playing well defensively. I just talked about, they're doing great. Hedman was a one man wrecking crew. Vasilevsky had a couple games where he wasn't phenomenal, but other than that, he's been great. Tampa Bay is playing very, very well. And they still find themselves down three, one going on the road against Colorado. Like I just keep coming back to how crazy this is, how good Colorado is because Tampa Bay is not playing bad. It's just Colorado's better. It's crazy to watch. hundred percent. And like, it, it tells you like a hundred percent healthy Tampa Bay, not necessarily in terms of like no injuries. Cause Colorado has injuries as well. You know, mm-hmm. Gerard's gone. Cadre's not a hundred percent. There's probably a hundred other injuries that we don't know about for both teams, but just like a team, if this was the 2020 Tampa Bay lightning with Stamkos, cause they didn't have Stamkos that year. I, I feel like this series would be even tighter, right? Yeah. I don't know if Colorado would win, but I, I wish we could see it because as great as this series is, I do think the lightning, this whole playoff run have been a little bit exhausted. There've been times where they just don't seem to be quite themselves and they have to kind of revert to a very tight defensive structure as opposed to more of the freewheeling Tampa Bay lightning that won the last two Stanley cups that had like that dynamic offense that like you let your guard down for a second and they score five goals on you. We've seen a bit of that, but not a lot in these playoffs. If we saw that against this Colorado team, it'd probably be the best series of the last like 35 years. Yeah, that, that is my main takeaway from this whole series. 
um, all, all due respect, the, the Montreal run, it's great. And the fans were awesome and all of that. And like the Dallas star, golly gee, Anton Hudobin was cute and all, but I, I I'm good for the next little while with, Oh, what a miraculous run. This was, I want two teams in the Stanley cup final where one of them is going to be super pissed off that they lost. And it's going to be considered a disappointment that I, I am done with Cinderella. I'm done with the, the gosh, golly G stories. I want the two best teams playing for that big shiny thing. Cause this has been phenomenal. And you're right. Like if, if this was just a video game and like stamina bars completely filled up, um, I, I think this would be an incredible series. And it does kind of feel to, to bring it back to a world that I'm comfortable with um, at combat sports. It feels like Tampa Bay for a bit has kind of known when to take rounds off. Like um, there was a, a game against Toronto where it just kind of felt like, okay, we don't have it. They can go have their fun and we'll get them in the next one. And they're, they're never rattled by losing seven, nothing um, on the opponent's eyes. Cause okay, we'll get them in the next one. And it just, it feels like, it feels like you can't do that against this Colorado team. Like even, even rested getting off of the stool, Audie, it, it feels like this Tampa Bay team just doesn't quite have it against Colorado here. Well, yeah. And, and you can't make the smallest mistake against this avalanche team or take the, you know, silliest of penalties cause they'll make you pay. So it's uh, I think it's different than any other series that they've uh, or any team they've played up until this point to get to this series. So uh, a little different there, but yeah, I do get what you're saying about the whole uh, taking a round off kind of thing. That makes, makes some good sense here. I'll, I'm going to quickly go to chat because there's mm-hmm. been some good ones, uh, good ones coming in. Um, <laughs> uh, Robert ran a poll for uh, will the avalanche win on Friday? 91 votes, 89% say yes. Um, that seems low, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, we have a comment that says 91 votes in the poll. Nazem Kadri wears number 91. He's winning the <laughs> cup on Friday, confirmed. Uh, that's a great comment there. Um, Vasilevsky can get them back in the series if he goes ham. Do you think that uh, Do you think that he could put this team on, uh, he can go carry Price last year and, and put the team on his back here? What more can he do than tonight? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this what, was pretty ham. This, this was, this, this, yeah, he was phenomenal. He yeah. was making, yeah, 10 bell saves like it seemed like all night. Yeah, I don't know. He, I, I don't think there's much more he can do. Yeah, I he was he great. And then there were some posts. Teammates. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. He does. Yeah. Like Kucherov. I know he's injured, but he's got a score. Uh, I know a commenter pointed yeah. out he hasn't scored yet. Also, something else in the chat that uh, one of our loyal watchers was pointing out. There's over 200 people in here. Not enough likes oh. on the video. So make sure you like this video. Please subscribe do. to SDPN Sports because it helps us. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of comments too about um, the penalties and and how nothing was called in in period in the third period in overtime, and I get that, but like to kind of bring it back because we've talked about it a bit before too. Um, I I do agree with you, Peter, wholeheartedly that they need to call the rule book and and you know there's some things you let go, but you know there are rules in place for a reason. The only thing that I think I'm okay with tonight is that it went both ways. I think that both teams got away with kind of the same amount of crap. Um, it wasn't like it was heavily favored towards Colorado, unless you guys saw it differently. Uh, I don't think it was no. really one-sided. Nope. They, they were letting a lot go, which I think, you know, if you're going to let stuff slide, you kind of have to do it that way. Yeah. I feel like if anything, the lightning are probably better off with it being a letting it go situation. Oh, for sure. Number one, I feel like the lightning commit more infractions. They're, they're a bit of like, they're that savvy cheater team. And also, I would not want to tempt the Colorado power play. No, no. Yeah. There, there was that one like Kadri hauled down on basically a two on O 
Um, and no call on that one. That that's one. That, but then Hedman got his legs taken out. Uh, like the, I want the obvious things called, like the one where Landis Cog mm-hmm. got his hands his taken on the hands of Paul. If you call that in overtime, I would get upset. So I I, I understand I'm being very hypocritical here, but I, I just like at my last job. I couldn't just go on a a swear filled rampage on the radio airwaves of Calgary. And then they would be saying, Oh, Sportsnet 960. They're just letting the boys talk. Like that's not, that's not how the world works. Like, so it just, it seems weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had a a, a comment, but I'll think I'll just keep that to myself. I mean, we can swear here at least. Uh, It's true. Nobody's going to report us. I don't think, but uh, (laughs) I hope not. We, we, I hope not. Otherwise, our last game over Calgary would have been uh, probably removed off YouTube by now. That was a bad <laughs> That's one. right. I remember before we started that show. <laughs> Are we allowed to we, curse? Can we swear? <laughs> what words yeah. can we say? <laughs> Two so. goals in off of legs tonight, too. Just pointing that out. Yes, yes. Uh, of course. The, <laughs> oh, was the, was the McKinnon goal not a kick? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not by the NHL standards? It's not Is that not a now. kick? Right. It was it's kicking a month ago. Works. Funny how that works, eh? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. I'm not salty. <laughs> No, not at all. De- no. Definitely not bitter. No, no. no bitterness no. at all. No, zero. Uh, someone was asking, how how good does Lekkanen look on the first unit power play? I mean, great. Surrounded by that much talent, he it just works really well. They, they put him in the perfect spot, right? He's the guy who gets <laughs> yeah. the puck, distributes it, wins puck battles, creates some chaos. He's, he's perfect. That's what I like about uh, talented teams, like smart teams. They can take players who have elite skills but aren't elite players and insulate them in the right situation and make them look amazing, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the best teams do. And the chat is just getting attacked constantly by bots. Robert Robert is on top of it, but I'm (laughs) I'm trying to delete him too. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But uh, for all those enjoying, ignore the bots. Yes. Yeah. And all the bots, if you could throw us a like before we delete you, that would be, <laughs> yeah, that, that exactly. would be nice. Like and subscribe uh, at, at least, least subscribe. before you uh, inundate <laughs> yeah. us with your spam. <laughs> yeah, that's my mustache. It brings it out. Uh, but, <laughs> um, no, like it, it's you're right. Like just guys getting placed in, in perfect spots. Also, you said something before. I completely forgot Gerard is just not playing in this series. Yeah. Like Colorado, excellent defensive team. Everyone's playing well. And oh, yeah, by the way, one of their good young defensemen just not playing Bo Byram is playing in high leverage situations for the first God, time in his great. life. He's playing great though, I think. He's been phenomenal. Hasn't he though? He's been so good. Oh, he's for, been great. such a great for, story. For exactly mm-hmm. for a guy who was in talks of, you know, will this guy ever pan out earlier this year and now he's stepping up when it matters most. I love it. Well, he like I he was it. considering hanging up his skates with all the concussion issues, right? Like mm-hmm. Peter yeah. Ball at the Athletic had a phenomenal article earlier in the year before he got concussed this year. When he was coming back from con- post concussion is- issues, and like his family was thinking about like trying to convince him it's not worth it, you know, like you've got your whole life ahead of you. It was it was very much in question whether or not he would ever play again, ever meet the potential that so many people saw in him when he was drafted. And yeah. now, man, he might already be better than he was expected to be. <laughs> like he right. is sick. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, and and like you said, the story you know it writes itself and it's uh it's a it's a fun one to watch because you always want to root for those guys yeah right regardless of your allegiances you root for those guys uh a couple more before we we let andrew get to bed since it's now a new day where he is uh again mountain time zone once again it's only 10 18 the sun has i also have to watch kenobi oh right yeah sorry yeah 
Yeah, uh, and I, I have wrestling to watch, but um, as it feels like we don't have many more opportunities for people to win these, um, in terms of the the con Smythe, it seemed like it was between um, Makar and McKinnon. Do, do we have uh, a vote from either of you yet? You go first, Andrew. I'm still I, thinking. I lean Makar between those two as much as like I liked McKinnon's game tonight. I feel like I have to give a shout out to Nikushkin though. Like mm. he's just been so good down the stretch. If anybody is going to threaten it between those guys, I think it could be Nikushkin. It's like the he, year that. Been... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Peter. No, 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 go ahead. Okay, I was going to say it's like the year the Penguins won the cup, and it clearly should have been Kessel, but it was it was Crosby, right? See, I I push back on that because everyone that's a Leafs thing, a Leafs fan thing. They <laughs> they push that theory because of points. Kessel was on the third line. He was facing HBK, third line. Playing third line matchups. Never saw a top defense pairing the whole way. <laughs> Crosby's playing top line minutes, shutting everybody down, doing all the hard stuff. And I think Kessel had like what, like two more points than him that year. I don't even hate it because I'm a huge Crosby fan. Like I, I, that man can do no wrong. No, um, he's great. But, but yeah, no, I, 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 I would throw, uh, Nichushkin, Nikushkin, uh, an honorable mention. Yeah, I try my best. Um, <laughs> I would give him an honorable mention, but I think it's I think it's got to go to Makar for me. Yeah. Um, it's the obvious choice, but he definitely is is up there. He's making a case for himself because he is just uh, a treat to watch. Yeah, like that that would definitely be the the, the Andre Iguodala finals MVP of the Golden State run where it's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but like when you look back on it, like even five, six years, I can tell you that looks weird as hell. And it, it would definitely look but he, he has been just he was the best player in overtime tonight. Um, aside from the post that got hit a couple yeah. of times, like he was he, he was the best player out there for Colorado and he has been on a, a number of occasions. I would suggest some of that is is um, helped out by some of his line mates or whatever, but he himself has been excellent. Um, last one, and this is a, a weird one. Uh, obviously, Landis Cog is going to be the first to hoist the Stanley Cup. Colorado has a fairly famous moment with this where Captain then hands it off to the guy who's been like waiting for it for forever, and that seems to be kind of a thing. I'm assuming McKinnon gets it second, but you could make a pretty good case for both Byram and um, and Kadri. As like for like Bowen Byram, obviously a lot he has gone through, as we discussed. Kadri survived the Leafs. Um, It feels like those are a couple of guys who could get (laughs) kind of that like a veteran. (laughs) 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 It feels like those could be a couple of those guys who are like the oh man, they finally did it. Let's let's get them the the cup early on. I know these are weird things that maybe only I pay attention to, but that's something that I I may be looking for uh, when we were looking at this game a couple of days from now. No, I thought about it too. Like I've been, I've been thinking about it ever since they have gone on this run, because like you mentioned the whole, the whole Bork thing. And that was, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, I think it's going to go. Yeah. I think it's going to be Landeskog. It's going to go McKinnon. Um, and then I'll probably go Kadri. And then I think it's going to go Eric Johnson before it oh, goes yeah. Bo Byram. Um, longest serving avalanche, if I'm not mistaken on yeah, that roster. Sense. So, so he's been he's been around for a while. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, but you're not crazy for thinking about it because I constantly think about how that's going to be. And it's just useless crap going through my head. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, don't sleep on Andrew Cogliano either, because he's the great oh, beard right. they acquired yeah. that hasn't won. Right. Yeah. It's like the one ingredient that everyone forgets about on a Stanley Cup championship team. You have to have the old guy who hasn't won that you got to win yeah. it for that old guy. 
Yeah. Um, and I guess we're a few years away from Corey Perry being that old guy who can finally break. He already through. won. He's won, though. Oh, he has won. I mean, it was a while ago. Uh, he, yeah, he was. He was there was a long time ago. Yeah. Was, what? 15 um, years ago. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting that he because w- when you think of that, oh, team, you don't think Perry gets left first. It's, seven. you know, Pronger, Niedermeyer, oh, 07. Seven. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yes, I, I apologize. I, I forgot about that. That cup final that happened a decade and a half ago that Corey Perry existed in. Um, anything else from the chat before we uh, before we head out aside from bots? Um, no, people people kind of uh, chiming in about the who's going to get the cup next. Cogliano, good comment there. Uh, someone says Helm. He's already he's also already won. But true, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, and then Makar will get the con Smythe. It's it's kind of dying down, but people are chiming in about uh con Smythe and the cup handoff order. So might be a good time to send it. Yeah, yeah. I asked Twitter if uh the Lightning could win another game, and I got uh, a reply of uh Vince Carter doing the it's over. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, a classic, classic, a classic gift. It's, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah, um, and it uh, applies to the show as well as uh, that. That's going to do it for game over cup final here for game four, um, game five, probably going to be the last one. But, uh, you know, you can catch it right back here. And like Andrew said, give us a like subscribe. It helps. We were fantastic tonight. I think we've earned it. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, thank you all so, so, so much for uh, for tuning in, for chatting, for being a real person in the chat. We greatly appreciate that. <laughs> thank uh, you, Robert. Our, yes, thank you. Ro- thank Man. you, Robert. MV like th- there is no debate who our Con Smythe trophy winner is. No, he's it, killing it. Is, it. it Every is forever single time. and always Robert. It's yeah, really it's the that. SDPN Con Smythe, Robert. I don't know yeah. when Robert sleeps, but uh <laughs> it's not at human hours. Yeah, I'm I'm not convinced Robert does sleep. Um I I I can't confirm this. Uh all right, I'm Peter. Uh he's Audi, he's Andrew. Thank you all so much for tuning in and uh check back here for game five's game over cup final.